This is the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. The podcast for curious and passionate dental hygienists. Kara RDH here, and I want to thank Listerine for sponsoring this podcast audio article. Although Listerine Antiseptic is the most extensively tested over-the-counter mouth rinse in the world, with over 30 long-term clinical trials examining its safety and efficacy, there is still some misinformation out there over the uses of mouth rinses containing alcohol. To help understand the safety of alcohol-containing mouth rinses, in case any patients ask you about it, head on over to rdh.tv slash Listerine Safety. That's rdh.tv slash Listerine Safety. The link is also in the description of this audio article. And please note, although a sponsor of this audio article, Listerine and Johnson & Johnson Consumer Inc. had no input into or control over the content being presented in this podcast. Now let's get to the audio article. Bridging the Gap Between Medical and Dental Health of Our Diabetic Patients by Ellen Bird, CRDH. The bridge between medical and dental health is a hot topic and one we as dental hygienists cannot ignore. A lot's being done to try to build this bridge and shorten this gap, particularly with one of the most well-known and direct oral systemic connections, diabetes and oral health. Our hygiene profession and the care we provide our diabetic patients will improve greatly by our collaboration with other medical professionals. Along with our dentists, we can help bridge this gap by working with and referring our patients to appropriate medical professionals to discover or manage their diabetes, collaborating with local certified diabetes educators educators, and incorporating chairside HbA1c screening of our suspected diabetic patients. As healthcare professionals, dental hygienists know that there's a proven connection between the mouth and the rest of the body, particularly in diabetics. We work tirelessly trying to explain the oral systemic connection to our patients, day in and day out. As dental hygienists, we know oral manifestations associated with diabetes are periodontal disease, dental caries, burning mouth syndrome, oral candidiasis, common in those with poor glycemic control, salivary dysfunction, neurosensory disorders, soft tissue abnormalities such as stomatitis or lichen planus, and xerostomia. Our daily role as dental hygienists, we can agree that the treatments, preventative care, and education we render in our operatories every single day have a direct impact on our diabetic patients' overall health. Vital things to do in clinical practice. Document and regularly update a thorough and complete medical history, looking for clues that a patient could be an undiagnosed pre-diabetic or diabetic. Ask when our patient's last checkup with a physician was, and encourage them to keep their medical visits current. For our known diabetics, we ask what their last A1C reading was and note changes in medications or other health conditions. Perform a thorough and complete initial oral and periodontal examination and use this for all subsequent thorough and complete periodontal examinations and closely monitor for changes. Educate our diabetic patients on how their periodontal health, bacterial plaque control, and nutrition can help control their diabetes and vice versa. We know that the work of oral health professionals is vital to helping manage diabetes. We realize that a diabetic's glycemic control can be affected by their periodontal disease and that their periodontal disease can be worsened by poor glycemic control. Provide treatments in our office that directly help our diabetic patients. It's been shown that in periodontal patients, scaling and root planing procedures can sometimes be as effective to diabetes management as adding a secondary diabetes medication and modify their preventative care cycle, scheduling them for periodontal maintenance or dental hygiene visits in our office every three to four months. 
certified diabetes educators working to bridge the gaps. We can agree that the treatment of chronic systemic diseases such as diabetes are beyond what our profession can handle on its own. And therefore, collaboration with other medical professionals is key to helping these patients. The American Academy of Diabetes Educators, AADE, is one such organization focused on bridging the gap between medical and dental professionals for this disease with the clearest oral systemic links. This organization has more than 14,000 professional members, including nurses, dietitians, pharmacists, and exercise specialists. Diabetes educators can be found in a variety of settings, hospitals, physician offices, clinics, home health, and wellness programs, to name a few. They most often work within accredited or recognized diabetes education programs. In April 2016, an oral health summit was sponsored by Colgate and the American Association of Diabetes Educators. ADHA and ADA, and other medical professionals. They sat around a table for two days, and they came up with a white paper for objectives on collaboration. The Diabetes and Oral Health white paper states, when considering diabetes and oral health, the goal is to create synergy between the diabetes education community and the oral healthcare community. Both groups can effectively work together as part of the healthcare team to benefit patients' long-term outcomes. Chronic disease management occurs over decades, and it's best accomplished when multiple healthcare providers work together. The likelihood of patients understanding and adhering to treatment suggestions increases when a consistent message is delivered by all healthcare providers. As dental hygienists, we know that we must look at our diabetic patients as a whole. This may mean encouraging them not only to be monitored closely by their primary care doctor, but also ask them if they're being evaluated annually by an ophthalmologist, a podiatrist, and discussing their eating and exercise behavior or encouraging a referral to an exercise specialist or dietitian. Another avenue being explored is having registered dietitians see patients within the dental office, and Medicare may cover this. Medicare covers diabetes self-management training, DSMT, provided by a registered dietitian no matter where their services are performed. But as of now, they won't cover it for caries control. To provide the best patient care, we may wish to begin collaborating and networking with certified diabetes educators. This can easily be done by finding a local diabetes education center made up of medical professionals. We can also refer our patients to their local diabetes education center. One such resource to find a diabetes educator is diabeteseducator.org slash patients slash find a diabetes educator. These groups work with patients to develop a plan and provide tools to help diabetic patients get and stay healthy. Diabetes education is recognized by medical Medicare, and most health insurance plans when it's offered through an accredited diabetes education program, which has met criteria of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. We can reach out to these professionals to educate us further on the most current nutrition, medications, and even appropriate exercises for diabetic patients. Developing such a relationship with such a center means perhaps they can then refer to us for needed periodontal treatment or prevention. Perhaps we can also share with them the treatments and oral hygiene instructions we know so well. Dental professionals have and also may consider becoming certified diabetes educators themselves. Screening for diabetes in the dental office. Not only can we work with our patients and other professionals to help improve their management of diabetes, but dental hygienists are instrumental in helping patients that don't even realize that they're diabetic or pre-diabetic. Dr. Jerry Brown, the first dentist to become a board-certified diabetes educator, has done much to provide awareness with his 
lecture, Diabetes Mellitus, on the Dental Professional, with Colgate on the American Dental Association. Dr. Brown states, dental hygienists can have a major impact on health care by having a part in the process. And he stated, they are on the front lines. Coming full circle to help us screen for prediabetes and diabetes, a new procedure code for simple chair-side blood sugar testing is going to be implemented in the American Dental Association's CDT 2018 D0411 HbA1c in-office point-of-service testing. This code, effective January 1st, 2018, has come to fruition due to the hard work and collaboration of very knowledgeable dental professionals, as well as healthcare providers that are also certified diabetes educators. This test can help screen how well a diagnosed diabetic is controlling their diabetes, as it's an indicator of glucose control for the last two to three months. Along with health history taking and oral examination, it can help dentists with patients that have undiagnosed diabetes or prediabetes. In one recent study of more than 500 patients, dentists were able to spot 97% of those with diabetes by doing a regular dental exam and giving patients an in-office A1C test. In a podcast with the vice president of the Australian Dental Association, Vice President Dr. Kathleen Matthews, Dr. Brown states that certain risk factors indicate a person is metabolically challenged. Systemic risk factors that indicate a potential for diabetes or prediabetes include overweight or obese, BMI greater than 25, high blood pressure, familial history of diabetes, high cholesterol, history of heart disease, and other symptoms or complaints may include thirst, urinating frequently, constant fatigue, weight loss, type 1, blurred vision, and uncontrolled infections, even within the mouth, poorly controlled type 2 diabetes. Dr. Brown also states that there are dental clues indicating a metabolic challenge. A patient that has 26% of periodontal pockets measuring 5 millimeters or greater, or four or more missing teeth, not including the third molars, has a 72% chance of having a metabolic challenge. A chair-side diabetes HbA1c hemoglobin A1c test performed in our practice, showing a result of 5.7 or greater indicates a 92% chance the patient is metabolically challenged. At this point, the patient should be referred to their physician. 90% of prediabetics are unaware of their condition. 25% of type 2 diabetics are unaware they have the disease. This chair-side HbA1c test can be an invaluable tool in helping our patients with prediabetes or diabetes. Before incorporating this test into your practice, however, you must check with your state's Dental Practice Act to see if the testing is within your scope of practice under your license. Treatment planning for the diabetic patient. Knowing a patient's most current HbA1c should also absolutely be taken into account when treatment planning for dental care. For patients with a high HbA1c reading, their immune response to dental treatments can be hampered due to the systemic inflammatory response caused by diabetes. A diabetic's host response becomes dysfunctional throughout their entire body and subsequently in the mouth. This is very important to know when treatment planning for diabetics and anticipating their healing healing results, especially with dental implants and other surgical procedures. Immune Response Review As we recall, diabetes is an inflammatory disease. Cytokines are released into a diabetic patient's systemic network and then into the oral capillaries subgingivally. This host response causes problems with tissue destruction. Osteoclasts and osteoblasts are stimulated into destroying bone and connective tissue. The normal periodontal and oral reparative function is hindered by high concentrations of sugar in the blood, causing less fibroblast and osteoblast activity. This 
then hampers response of neutrophils, which are the first blood cells to defend against bacterial invasion, causing a field day for bacterial invasion and bacterial multiplication. Also, realizing that untreated periodontal disease may directly affect a diabetic patient's glycemic control. When a diabetic patient has periodontal disease, you then have inflammation in the gums, with cytokines present subgingivally, and bacterial byproducts make their way into the subgingival capillary network to systemic circulation. This toxic environment reaches the muscles, the liver, and fat cells, hampering insulin receptors from functioning, and this creating insulin resistance. Glucose stays in the blood instead of manufacturing energy in the cells. Since dentists may see patients more frequently than other healthcare providers, they're in a great position to implement this test in their practice for known or potential diabetic or prediabetes patients. What an exciting time to be a hygienist. We're in a great position to help our diabetic patients both with their oral and systemic health. After all, we do happen to know a thing or two about treating and managing a disease that is considered autoimmune, chronic, and can be treated and managed but not cured, and sometimes prevented with early intervention through diet, exercise, behavior, and lifestyle choices. Thank you for listening to the audio article. I want to thank Listerine again for sponsoring this episode and for their recognition of the important role hygienists play in the dental office. I encourage you to check out the Clearing Up Mouth Rinse Misinformation page at rdh.tv slash Listerine Safety. It is a great resource to help understand the safety of alcohol-containing mouth rinses if a patient ever brings it up with you. That's rdh.tv slash Listerine Safety. The link is also in the description. Thank you for listening to the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. 